But in general, it was one dish, and then you would see six, seven, eight vegetable dishes. So that's really reflected just in everyday life here. If someone has meat, it's a tiny amount in comparison to the amount of vegetables they eat. All right, welcome back to part two of our Mediterranean lifestyle continuation series. Um, so we just talked about and kind of defined the blue zones that we talk about so much. And uh, now we wanted to just discuss examples, real life examples that we've seen uh, during our time in Greece. And also we can, I think, refer back to some of our other travels um, uh, where we've seen examples of the blue zones. Yeah. We've been lucky enough, uh, both of us have been to Costa Rica and Ajoy has been to Okinawa. Have you been to Okinawa? No, I've never been to Okinawa, Sorry, but I've been, been close. Yeah, I've been close to been Okinawa. Close. <laughs> Just like we're not actually in Ikaria, Greece, but mm -hmm. we're close. And we weren't actually in Nicoya, Costa Rica, but we were close. So We're always close. We need to get to this. Yeah, place. at some point we will actually go there. But uh, anyway, we just wanted to, to give the real-life examples and inspirations that we've seen uh, in our travels, which yeah. is this one should be great. more exciting for us as well as uh, the listeners. Yeah, and uh, just to remind you um, that our goal in these podcasts is to educate you and empower you with our fabulous <laughs> life stories <laughs> so that you can prevent and hopefully bid farewell to chronic health issues permanently. And uh, if you've forgotten already, I'm Dr. Jenny Prabhu, and this dude sitting next to me is Ajoy Prabhu. Um, so let's let's dive right in, as our older son likes to say. Ajoy, do you want to talk about the very first experience we yeah, had when we yeah. arrived in Greece? Yeah. So um, I mean, it was uh, we always knew that Greece is a kind of chill place, but you know, the experience at the at the, the uh, immigration counter itself was amazing. Like this lady, all she did was smile at us and said, "Welcome to Greece." And you know, looked wanted to insisted on seeing the kids, not to take a not to, not to identify them or or anything, but you know, just to say hi to them, uh, which was so refreshing. I mean, she just basically was you know, I could tell that she was actually actually wanted to see the children, like you know, say hi to them and and yeah, just the first say. Time the immigration was not stressful. I think we always stress about immigration yeah. because of. Where are you going? Why are you going there? And yeah, how many days? And yeah, do you have the right visa and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But this was truly just, hey, welcome to Greece. Have a nice day. Your kids are cute, basically. Yeah, literally she said something like that. She's like, oh, very cute children or something yeah. like that. Speaking yeah. of children, yeah. um, I, as a pediatrician and as a parent too, I guess, really, even before knowing about blue zones and this sort of thing, I really judge a place on how they treat children which is why I fell in love with India so much because um, in India, children really are treated like gods and people respect children and, you know, they don't, it takes a lot, I guess, for them to be annoyed by children doing their normal children yeah, activities. And Greece, I have found to be the same way. Um, you know, our kids, our kids are not total hellions most of the time, <laughs> but they can be loud and rambunctious like every child is supposed to be. We have not gotten a single dirty look uh, since we've been here. And in fact, I think we've been more strict yes, and yelling at the kids to calm down. But nobody, you know, whether it's in a restaurant or on a train or a bus or a ferry or wherever, no one has um, said your kids are misbehaving or, yeah. you know, told them that they should quiet down or that sort of thing. So that was very refreshing to me because 
Um, having been to other parts of Europe, I don't find that that's necessarily the case. Um, although I haven't been to that many parts no, of Europe. No, I can assure you that that's the Adelia case. Has, I yeah. guess. And uh, also, unfortunately, in the U.S., in some parts, yes. it's the same way. So. Very stressful. They, they get all stressed when they... Well, let's give uh, one example. In Greece, just yesterday, we were looking at a store where they had a lot of um, delicate items. Mm -hmm. And one of our kids, you know, in their rush, of course, uh, in their excitement, bumped into a table. And um, both of us turned around and started, and yelling at started, started yelling at him. And the lady was like, no, no, they are just children, she yeah, said. She and actually, she shrugged. Um, yelled at she us almost yelled at us, <laughs> saying they're just children. And, and it's not breakable. Don't worry about yeah, it. And, uh, so we were kind of put back in our place. Yeah. She's right. I mean, they are just children. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, that's the thing we, we would go into. We've gone into so many stores. Yeah. And first thing we say to them is don't touch anything. And 95% of the time, people in Greece have been very welcoming of our kids. So yesterday when we were walking back from last night, we were walking back from dinner and with our own kids at, you know, almost midnight. We noticed our kids weren't the only ones out. There were children sitting in the outdoor cafes with their family. So that's been very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and same goes for uh, senior citizens. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the, the other market market difference I noticed. Mm -hmm. What is defined as a senior citizen might, might shock some of you. In Greece, anyone over the age of, before you continue, hit pause and guess what the age could be. Anyone over the age of 80, 80 is considered senior citizen. If you are under 80, you are not. You don't get that discount. <laughs> you don't get the discount. What does that tell you? That tells you that people are living longer here. Um, and, and this is for like hikes and yeah. like uh, tours. So they expect that people over 80 will be going on these hikes and tours. Yeah. And um, for example, we were, hikes and tours reminds me that we were passing by this place um, and we saw a, a tour bus stopping and this lady gets down, sprightly lady, uh, with a placard on, uh, in her hand, like with some number on it, because she's going to tell everybody to follow her. Yeah, she looked like at least she was 75. She was not a senior citizen. 75. Not yeah, a senior citizen. you're not considered a senior citizen. <laughs> and she's like walking fast and telling everybody to where to go and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, to keep up with her. So that was one example. Then uh, talk about Nikos, the uh, owner's uh, father that came here, right? I mean, we, we thought that, you know, some older gentleman would come here and we didn't yeah, expect an old, like fairly old gentleman to come here. Yeah, he must said have... my father will meet you and show you around. But yeah, this, this gentleman was definitely well into his <sighs> 70s, if not around 80 and still. Drove his car. Sorry. His car was about two parked yeah. two blocks away. He had parked his car down the street. He showed us. When she says down the street, it was at least 500 meters away. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, he was walking around easily, showing us all the intricacies of the house. Um, you know, definitely no dementia going on with him. He was telling us about uh, things that happened with his children years and years ago, and telling us stories, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, he's still working, right? Yeah. And yeah. he's still yeah. included in his son's business and. He still has a purpose. He still has an icky guy. Mm -hmm. And what about the cleaning lady here? Do you remember yeah, her? Same, same. She <laughs> probably was about the same age. Yeah. She's yeah. vacuuming with gusto. No problems whatsoever. Bending down, looking under the furniture. Yeah. And I don't know if we mentioned this in the podcast with Kiki, but when we were on the beaches in the Greek islands, yes. in Naxos and Paros, seeing um, older, again, uh, probably over 80 
people playing in the ocean. I mean, yeah. how how often do you see that? Usually, uh, we're used to unfortunately seeing older people just sitting in their wheelchairs, sitting at home, and and not interacting much. But these guys were literally playing with their partner playing with their friends and, yeah. and after they get out of the ocean they'd sit down and toast with ozu yeah do you remember that uh, where near the apollo's uh, gate in naxos island we saw on one side of the i don't know how, if you have been to naxos island you know that there is one part of the uh, the island on the i guess if you're looking at the apollo's gate on the right hand side there's a very rough seas on the left side because it's been dammed it's very calm, but very, very cold water. And two ladies just jumped in, like they must be at least in their 70, if not more, jumped in and they were calling their husbands to jump into the water. And I couldn't believe it. You know, this they just like, like 8 p.m. 8 p.m. in the night. And I said, I wouldn't put my toe in there, in, the, in that water, freezing water. And these ladies were just enjoying life. So when we say growing old, we don't mean like growing old and doing nothing. We mean growing old and still enjoying life, still, you know, being with your grandkids and still. Yeah. Yeah. That's as far as the senior citizens are concerned. Um, uh, you know, we, we really, you know, even now we constantly see so many more uh, older citizens just simply, you know, living their life exactly as if they were like, you know, 25 or something. Do you want to talk about how, how they treat others? I think uh, just as uh, we like to judge a place by how they treat treat children, I also see how they treat, um, I guess, workers or um, employee, em how they treat their employees, that sort of thing. So um, unfortunately, again, in other parts of the world, this is not necessarily the norm. But here we've seen that, especially with our friend Kiki, how when we go out to a restaurant, how it's, it's like coming home to an old friend, even if she never met these people before. She orders the food and then she asks where they're from and what their favorite item on the menu is and what they're studying in school and et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, we of course couldn't understand exactly what she was saying, but we asked her like, why did you have such a long conversation with the waiter or waitress? And then she would say, oh yeah, I ordered the food. But then after that, they were telling me about their grandmother that cooks this dish and you know, yeah. Ikaria or wherever, whichever island or whichever village they're from in Greece. So you take the time to learn a little bit about the um the employee yeah the and then pay respect to worker. the work that they're doing yeah, they're not just <clears throat> there to serve you they actually have their own life their own personality um we noticed last night when we were um i guess this is kind of covering two examples but yesterday we were just having a, a glass of wine and the kids were having some bread and olive oil like they've been enjoying while we've been here and we noticed the group behind us, there was some problem with one of the gentleman's yeah. drinks and he, you know, kind of like subtly asked the waitress to come over and he explained what the problem was and then she brought him a new one. But, and, you know, he like patted her on the back and they had a laugh about it. I mean, that is so not the norm. You, yeah. He didn't yell at her. He didn't demand that she give him the you drink. Call the manager and call the manager and the rest of his table, I don't think, was even aware that something um, untoward had happened. So that was just one example. But yeah, I mean, it's really uh, refreshing to see. Yeah, they just they just let it, like you always say, roll off the uh, roll off your back, right? So one place we in in I believe in uh, Paros Island, we had rented a car, and uh, unfortunately, I underestimated the amount of fuel that was needed, and I didn't fill enough. 
And when I took the car back, the the guy looked at the the gauge and the fuel gauge and said, uh, "It's a little less, but uh, it's okay." Uh, who's gonna know? Who's gonna notice or something like that? And uh, you know, he just patted me on the back and I left, and no questions asked about like, "Oh, you owe me another, you know, twenty euros for this." whatever you know he he just let it go because it's 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 easier or sorry it's it's better for him in the long run to not worry about these things and you know that's this is like almost like almost like the chalta hai attitude we have in india but a little i would say if you take the chalta hai attitude and apply it to things that you know could potentially matter but you should let it go then you can say yeah, chalta hai you know you you didn't add enough fuel chalta hai you know that kind of a thing one other again same similar example that i have with i thought that was you know could be an exception but something happened in naxos island no with, also with the rental car or also with a rental car so apparently in greece whenever you uh, rent a car you should take a video of the outside of the car and inside of the car to show all the damage that is there the car Maybe that we rented yeah. was an absolute rattle tap i I, do, I firmly believe that in my lifetime i've not driven a car that is as falling apart as this car i'm not i'm not complaining about it did the about, job huh? it took us it did the job uh, and you know i'm not at all complaining about the fact that car was basically a steering wheel a brake and um, and four wheels but uh, it was dented on two three sides so when i returned the car the guy who took the car the keys from me he was not the person who uh, had given me the car so he looked at the dents and scratches and he said no no you have to go to the office so I said, for what? He said, no, that because you've dented and, and, you know, like scratched up the car. I said, I'm sorry, I didn't scratch up this car. So he called the uh, manager. She came in. She looked at it. And I said, all I said to her was, I promise you I did not do this. And neither did I park in a place which was very narrow where somebody could have dented this car. Uh, I said, please look at it. And she said, well, did you take a video? I said, I'm sorry, I did not take a video. I, was, I did not know I was supposed to take a video. She said, you should take a video. I said, I'm sorry, I didn't do it. She goes, eh, it's okay. Let it be. And she just let us, let us go. So there also is clear evidence of things, um, you know, they just let it roll off their back, right? So it, it really helps if you kind of like let go of things that are not really as important. I mean, those honestly, those dented dents. I know that they were there before, and she, whether she knew it or not, she knew that this rattle rattle trap of a car is not worth uh, fixing those dents or even arguing with me about it. Um, what about some of the other examples that that we had, you know, we had talked about earlier? I mean, we we noticed some other things, right? Yeah, I mean, what I again uh, in our walk last night, but also just in general is. Um, so many people eating al fresco, eating outside, which is something I think is in a lot of Europe, not just here in Greece. But the difference is here, it's it's hot. I mean, it's 40, around 38, 39, 40 degrees Celsius. So it's definitely hot. Um, but instead of sitting in enclosed, you know, AC blasting restaurants, most people are sitting outside um, with a fan or with some cool mist blowing. Uh, we've seen in a lot of these outdoor restaurants. The majority of the restaurants that we walk by, even in midday for lunchtime, people are sitting outside and the inside is completely empty. Yeah. Which is the opposite of what we see in India and America, definitely. Everyone yeah. is, wants to run away yeah. to. In Venezuela, also, I, I noticed that Venezuela, everybody wants to be inside, yeah. not in the AC, not sit outside. But here, people 
enjoy the fresh air, enjoy the breeze, which there's a beautiful breeze here all the time. And that's, you know, maximized by the fans and everything. But even last night at midnight, um, I noticed the emptiness inside the restaurant. Everyone's sitting correct, inside correct. with their friends. So not only is it better for you to breathe the oxygen and, you know, get the vitamin D, but yeah. also there's more people. So yeah. you're around more Do people. you remember when we went to eat that, uh, went to eat at that Italian restaurant, the lady was almost apologetic that we have to sit inside? Yeah. Yeah, we were. We wanted to sit up. I mean, there was a very small restaurant, only two tables outside, and we, they were occupied. But she was like, "I'm so sorry," and we said, "It's okay." So she kind of like scooted the table closer to the door. The door, basically, <laughs> so we could get some fresh air. But yeah, I mean, it's that's something that us as a family has always preferred. But we've noticed that that seems to be the norm here, which is definitely following a lot of the blue zone rules. Yeah. Um... And uh, kind of in theme with that, I guess, because we've been eating out, we, we've been noticing these things. But to, today, hopefully, we'll see other other examples. If we do, we can try to report it on, on those also. Um, and the last one that I want to leave you with is something that uh, happens all the time in India. Um, I don't think it happens at all. I mean, in my, you know, almost 40 years in the U.S., I've never seen that happen. I've seen it in other countries like Venezuela, Costa Rica, Costa Rica definitely I've seen that. Um, when you are even in a touristy area, uh, when you are ordering food, um, the waiter or waitress will stop you saying, oh, "I'm sorry, I think you you got you got you have too many things. You may want to cut it down." In India, it definitely happens. I've seen it multiple times happen. When you know, in a, in our enthusiasm, we order, we always tend to over order, <laughs> tend to over order. Yeah, but the you know the the uh, the waiter or waitress in India comes to us and says, uh, "Sir, I think it's a little too much. Maybe we should cut it back." Exactly the same thing happened here, and they they said, "Oh, you know, maybe you should cut back on a couple of things." So that's that's you know, it's not for the money. It's not obviously it's not for getting a bigger tip or or feeling that oh you know it should be um, whatever. Like I think it really is from comes a sense of uh, belonging or community saying you know these. These guys are here to have a nice time. Let's not give them extra food and, and then ruin their evening and, and they'll be wasting. Yeah, so many aspects that they think about, or, or not they think about actively, but it's ingrained, you know. And that that's... also carries into shopping, even. We went ah, we yes, gone yes. to a, um, a, sh like a shopping um, department store, sorry, yeah. the other day, and I was trying on some dresses. And I, <laughs> too much to my husband's chagrin, tried on probably about 10 or 12 dresses. And and also, actually, just the experience of shopping here was so different for me. The, you know, it wasn't just me choosing what I wanted to try on. The, the woman that was helping me noticed my body type. And I guess she kind of got an idea of what I liked and was suggesting dresses. I felt like a personal shopping experience. So anyway, but she, there were about five, five or six. 12, five, six dresses that I really liked. And she could tell because I'm like, oh, I like this one. I don't like this one. So she easily could said, okay, I'll wrap up these six dresses for you. But she said, I think you should take this one, the blue one, and the black one. She only suggested two out of the six, seven that I liked. So that is, again, so far removed from what I'm used Actually, to. Actually, she suggested shopping. two and you took three. And I took three. <laughs> yes, that's another issue. But 
but it's so usually they're pushing more on you saying, Oh, you like these six here, take these other two. Also, we're having a special today if you buy yeah. this, this, but she didn't yeah. do it, that. It goes to show, um, not just, uh, a, you know, like a, a sense of oh, what would, I think the key here is to think about what would you do in their, or put yourself, in their put, your, put yourself, and this lady put herself in the shoes of Dr. Jenny and said, Oh, what would I like? You know, would I like somebody to push, you know, six dresses on me or would I like to just say, you know, that was a good experience. I, I picked up two really nice ones and then the rest we can think about later and gives yeah. a, leaves a good taste in your mouth. And, and um, on that good note of good taste, oh, oh, oh there was, of course, of course. taste, of course, I have to add something in. We haven't yes. talked about food at all. <laughs> I was trying not to, but okay. And I think when we <clears throat> talked with Kiki, we discussed mostly about the Mediterranean diet and why it's so good for you body and mind, but um, when we were going over the blue zones, we talked about that most people are actually not vegetarian, but they do eat some amount of meat. And I think we've noticed that here in Greece as well. Even, you know, what we've ordered with our friends, um, you know, they're certainly not vegetarian. And 99% of the time, our meal would be one meat dish and the rest were all vegetables. All vegetables, all vegetables. And we just kind of scoured the restaurant scene and noticed that yes there would be a little bit of meat on the table but in general it was one dish and then you would see six seven eight vegetable dishes so that's really reflected just in everyday life here if someone has meat it's a tiny amount in comparison to the amount of vegetables that they eat so, so yeah, i just yeah. want to throw that in no no, no I, I i agree with you i think uh, that's uh, again um <laughs> ending on the, on the food note that's fine on a delicious note <laughs> okay all right sounds good so i hope that this has given you some ideas about how you know not just the blue zones uh you know what the, what is the good characteristics of these blue zones and why people tend to live a healthy long life but also little little glimpses that we've noticed uh which can tend to you know move them in that direction and i'm hoping that you can, you picked up some things uh from this um, episode. Yeah, and we, of course, will always bring up Blue Zones and uh, this healthy way of living in many more podcasts yeah. to come, I'm sure. So yeah. stay tuned. Yeah, we need to learn from them. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation. Can you think about one thing or an idea that you can start to introduce into your own life that will help make your life healthier and less stressful? If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you can take a few seconds to share the podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening. And always remember, your health is literally in your own hands. Making lifestyle changes is not an easy task, but we promise you will be aptly rewarded with a long, healthy, and disease-free life.